service that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates, hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and nothing could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. Well, all right, that didn't seem to be working, so let's just get into the episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 159 of Sports Cards Live. It is Thursday night, November the 3rd, 2022. My name is Jeremy Lee. I do want to thank Mark Neiman from Ultimate Pastime for joining us last time on the show. want to let everybody know that this Saturday on Sports Cards Live, our guest will be Topps artist Andy Friedman. Very excited to have Andy on the show this Saturday. Sunday, this Sunday on Collectible Live, our guest will be Mark Mader. He's a, an awesome collector. Uh, excited to have him on. That'll be this Sunday on Collectible Live. And then on Tuesday, another episode of Collectible Live with Scott Roskind. He is the Chief Visionary Officer of Beckett. He will be joining Collectible Live next Tuesday. Next weekend, not this one coming up, but the weekend after. No episodes as I will be at the Sport Card Expo, which is what we are all here to talk about today couple of announcements I do want to shout out as I do the Center Stage app. Download the app in the App Store for quick comps. When you're at a card show, you're pricing out cards for sale on any platform. The app is continuously improving. So please join me in supporting the great team they have there and the innovation they're undertaking. I also want to shout out uh, Leighton Sheldon and Just Collect will be joining Sports Cards Live for the next couple of months for a new segment we'll be having Looking forward to that. They'll be debuting on Saturday night. Also want to announce that Whatnot is back as a sponsor of the show. Happy to have Whatnot back into the fold with Sports Cards Live. We will be starting that one off on Saturday as well. Tag grading, of course. Going to shout out tag grading. We will be accepting on-site submissions at the Toronto Expo next weekend, as well as showcasing our technology at our booth. So be sure to come out and check it out. Toronto Expo. Speaking of the Expo, Thursday night, next Thursday, November the 10th, we will have the traditional, the regular, the usual Thursday night dinner at Jack Astor's. Come on out for drinks, for some food. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice networking session to kick off the expo. I want to thank all of our loyal viewers and listeners. We did hit 5,000 subscribers on YouTube about a month ago. Thank you to everyone for that. If you're not yet subscribed, take a moment and do so. As always, your comments, your questions are in play. Let's get to it. Let's bring out the panel. Let's bring out Steve Menzi. We're going to bring out Mikey Singer, and we've got Amit Acharya. This is the panel, guys. Steve, how are you? Steve does own the Sport Card Expo. Steve, how are you doing tonight? Great, Jeremy. Always great to be here. This is uh, I'm getting excited. Uh, if I look tired, I am. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, only in eight more sleeps, I think it is. So I lost count. Always, always good to have you. We've we've made it. This has been a tradition having you on before the expo to give everybody a bit of a heads up on what's going on, what we can expect. Mikey Singer. Mikey works with Steve on the expo. Mikey, how are you, buddy? Great. Awesome to be here. As you know, I watch and comment a lot, so uh, it's fun to actually be on. Is this your first time on with me? No, I think the second time. Steve usually drags me with interviews. Uh, <laughs> that way he can get me to do a lot of the talking, which, uh, right, which I well, do love to do. 
Good to have you. I think I recently I recently called you the chief of staff. I had to come up with something <laughs> to call you, but uh, you're an event organizer and you, you've you been Steve's right-hand man now for a couple of years, as I understand it. So great to have you. And then last but certainly not least, my good buddy, Amit Acharya, Cardboard Culture. What's going on, Amit? How much, man? I'm super excited to be here. And I have to make a comment. Steve, if this is you looking tired, I hope I look half as good as you look tired. <laughs> Uh, and Mikey, if you're ever for a loss of words, uh, I'll be surprised. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thank you for bringing me on. It's been a while. So, uh, well, you're uh, you're yeah. you're a you're a fixture on these episodes too. You and I have been doing kind of these pre-expo preview shows now for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been setting up beside each other at the expo yep. for I don't know ten years or so. And uh, you're the, you're going to be set up as a vendor as usual. We'll be beside each other in the 730s. Yep. In that area yep. at the show close to the close to upper yep. deck which will be towards yep. the back where they always are so good to have you we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh what's going on we i see some people in the in the chat already some expo regulars if you got if anyone out out there if you're watching on facebook right now uh better for you to go to youtube uh, and it or if you want to stay on facebook also please go to facebook.com slash stream yard and click that big blue button so that it doesn't look like Facebook user, and I'll actually know who you are. But we have a Facebook user says the expo is one week away. Another one is telling us good evening. Yes, it would be nice to know who you were. Streamyard.com slash Facebook. Just do that. Says should bring my Jeremy Lee signed sticker to the expo. Here we go. Bobby Burrell in the house. Bobby, what's going on? Expo is life. I mean, <laughs> it is. Expo is life, right? Expo is life. It's funny because, you know, Amit and I will tell, we'll, we'll tell you all. The expo ends on Sunday, and we start... We start counting down the days until the next expo, like literally. And now we're we're, we're a week away. It, this is this might be the best time of year. Are these these days leading up to expo? And we just are so excited. Hey, me. It is. It's card Christmas. It's card, card Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> card, we have Mike Double V Cards. Is looking forward to Friday the expo and the tag booth. Yeah, tag will be making its Canadian debut, so you can check it out. Collector's Dream. What's going on? Brian Palmer in the house. He's an expo regular. We got Ralphie, the Stomatis in the house. What's going on, buddy? Glad to see you. Mike V says, am I at my own booth with Tag or at both? I'll be at both. I will have my own booth with a with my good buddy Sam Genova helping me out, but I'll also be kind of checking out the Tag booth and taking people over there. James says, that was one. That was me. Ah, James, there you are. Good to see. Billy Celio from Upper Deck, brand manager in the house. This question <laughs> for me, will you be renting a limousine to pick me up? Uh, a ladder. Just for you, buddy. So a lot <laughs> we got Scott Cause in the house. Scott also with Magpie, I believe, still. Steve, what plans do you have to make sure everyone knows about the vendors in Hall 4? So we'll we'll get to that, Scott. Scott's card for the hardball. No softball. Yep. <laughs> no softballs for Scott. <laughs> Contender Sports on Instagram. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, welcome to everybody who is here so far. Looking forward to having more of you. James Hummel, can we give our booth number? Yeah, throw your booth numbers into the chat for sure. Please do. Please do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, let's let's get into it. And uh, one of the topics that we were, we were obviously going to be discussing is kind of like what's new, what's changed, how has the expo evolved? And um, I think, Steve, one of the biggest uh, differences is that it has expanded into Hall 4. And uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that and even address what Scott was uh, was talking about? Well, yeah, and Scott, who I misspelled his name the first time around, so I, I fixed that. Um, <laughs> the, the, Z, the Z is back in. Um, 
So, yeah, and Jeremy, you missed the last one. So you missed the uh, second big, what, what, until now it had been the, the biggest, uh, but we're going to usurp that with this next one. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, Hall 5 has been where it's been, where, where the expo has been since its inception. I think with one exception in the mid-2010s, like 2014, 15. Um, and... It, just before COVID, I was actually looking for an excuse to try and, and go into a different hall because of the additional things I wanted to do. And COVID kind of gave me, among other things, an opportunity to do that, an opportunity, quote unquote. Um, so it's obviously changed a lot. The first show back was in a completely different hall. And, you know, to Scott's point and a lot of the other um, guys that have brought up, you know, there was a secondary hall in, in last fall. And, uh, it wasn't it wasn't successful for some for a number of reasons. I'll, I'll speak to some of those later, but without getting too into the weeds, we're very aware of that it's going to be very different this time. And then June brought us into another hall still, um, so that was difficult. It was great again in some ways because I was able to get everybody into one hall. Um, and now November we're back in the old hall, which a lot of people were excited about, but we don't fit in the old hall. Plus they've put in a, a food court that cost me about 35 booths that uh, so we've had to reconfigure even that and everybody knows how much the hobby has grown uh, how much individual dealers have grown how many more companies there are in the space so that's been a big part of it is just the the, the uh, immigration of or the entrance of new uh, players into the space uh, is probably the biggest driver um, but that's where the, a lot of the excitement is not only from the endemic companies but from a lot of the uh, the brands that have grown and then a lot of the new collectors and old collectors that have come back into it yeah hall five is like home to me you know yeah. I, I, yeah. I love hall five and you mentioned I, I didn't come to the expo in june because i got sick the day before and had to cancel my trip i was i was so yeah. disappointed and it's like i think it's the only expo i've missed in about 17 plus years so i'm happy to be coming back i'm happy it's back in hall five which again we're comfortable where it's familiar to us but as you said, I guess we've we've we as a as a hobby we've we've outgrown Hall Five, so you're expanding into Hall Four. Maybe Mikey, can you speak a little bit to what like how are the people in Hall Four gonna be, you know? Because as Steve just mentioned, a year ago in November we had some people kind of in this other area, and I heard some people say that well, no one knows we're here. So what's the plan this time to make sure people know that there is additional setup in Hall Four? Well, I, I think when you look at the hall and the layouts, they're, they're far different than they were in last November. So the, the halls felt disjointed. We had the hallways not really connected. It was hard to find. Uh, this year, our main stage, which is going to be a big draw, our, our autograph guests, which, as you know, is our best that we've ever had, are going to be taking place in Hall 4. So that already draws people in. We've also got some great features going on there, like the brand new Motorsports Pavilion, which we'll get more into. Um, and then also a big thing that we're doing this year is we're relaunching the Sport Card and Memorabilia app. Uh, we'll be sending that out very soon to all our attendees to make sure they get on the app. And we've sent out a form to all vendors. So any vendors who are watching out there, if you haven't filled out that form to update your booth on the app, please do so. Looking at Jeremy Lee and Amit right now because <laughs> you haven't. Um, but that's going to be really important. That's a lot of how we're going to send announcements, how we're going to communicate okay. with them, how we're going to send them to different areas. Uh, we're doing some giveaways. So last year we started doing some really kid-centric giveaways. We're noticing a lot more kids coming in with their parents to the show. Uh, it's become a far more of a family experience. I know just from people in my area I actually have packs that I put together for, for some of the neighborhood kids. 
um, you know, my commons and some, some lower end rookies, but yeah. So we're really going to communicate with people through the app. We're also going to have obviously, um, physical people who will help direct down and the show itself is really connected. So if you're in hall five and you know, that hall that we line everyone up on, that's all now part of the show. Hall four is part of the show. So it's one seamless event. It'll just be in just a bigger space. And, and that's a testament to how much the show has grown. It's now become one of Toronto's premier events, let alone just for the hobby, just in general. So it's really cool to be part of. That's awesome. And I think one of the things, like, I know I'm going to do this, and I'm sure Amit will too, because we all want to see this show continue to thrive and, and grow along with the hobby itself. But, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, people are going to come to the booth and, you know, I'm not when they come up. I'm not going to say to them, "Hey, go to Hall Four. But after I do a deal with them, I'll be like, "Hey, make sure you go check out Hall Four because there are additional dealers there and vendors." So I'm I'm going to commit to doing that to help out the overall show because I, I want to see this thing grow. I mean, you're on board, right? We'll yep. we'll remember. Send, I think that's one thing that that you know any vendor who's watching as well. Let's let's collectively help make sure that yep. people are going over there. I think by the sounds of it, it's going to be better than it was a year ago. By what you guys, by what Steve and Mikey are saying, and I'm assuming there's going to be good signage and all that, because obviously you guys learned some things from a year ago. So, anything else you'd like to add to that, Steve? Yeah, I mean the, the physical layout is one. It's much more conducive to it. We're promoting it a whole lot more and better. Uh, would be another big part. In addition to what Mikey touched on, I mean there are some other things that are going on. I literally have a, a line item in my budget this time for giveaways. Like I'll be you know, the first couple of days, I'll be buying uh, cases to do giveaways throughout the show and. And we'll do those kind of wherever that uh, wherever we want to draw traffic to. So there'll be a lot more awareness. The signage is much better. Um, and there's some other really cool things happening. The whole show is activated better. You'll see from the floor plan. I mean, a couple of other, you know, there's a, a, a tabletop hockey tournament that'll be uh, along the way. There's Mikey's done a great job, and this is, you know, right in his wheelhouse in curating some really great content for the stage. And there are a lot more influencers. So there's a lot more people that are walking around as well, shooting the entire event and promoting it. And, and uh, it's a lot easier for people to do their own uh, Instagram hits and so on, or their TikTok stuff from wherever they are throughout the show. So I think there'll be a lot more of that organically, plus we'll be, we'll be pushing it um, and promoting it. Well, that what I love about that is that um, for people who aren't coming to the show, they can see, the, they can see what's going on through the, the lens of some of these influencers, let's call them YouTubers, Instagrammers, wherever yeah. they are, sharing the footage. And what that does is it, it helps to generate buzz and it helps to get people to say, hey, I'm going to go next time. And it just really grows and grows. And uh, I just want to ask Steve, this is uh, kind of a, off the cuff, but is, is my guy Ray Schulte going to be at the show? Uh, I don't know. I emailed with him today. He was supposed to be there in June. <laughs> I'll, I don't mind throwing Ray under the bus on this one, but he, <laughs> uh, he left his place in Arizona. He had to go through L.A. And as he was clearing... Uh, pre-clearing customs in, in LA, he realized his passport was expired. So he didn't make it in June. He, he sent me a joke today with a picture of his passport. He's renewed now until 19 okay. or 2032 or something, but um, not sure if he's going to be on, on the ground or not. Well, Ray Schulte on, on Instagram is collectible media does a great job promoting yeah. all the shows uh, around North America. And I know, I know your, your buddies with him as am I, he's a great guy. And I hope, I hope he'll be there. It'd be great to see him. Uh, before we go on, a couple comments. Robert Young uh, writes, Jeremy, was great meeting. Yeah, great to meet you as well, Robert, in Montreal. I was at the Montreal, the what, what's known as the the, the Anti-Expo. 
And uh, that's, got, that's a whole story in and of itself. But I was there last weekend. I had a great time. Thanks to, uh, to Andre and Patrick and the rest of the, the organizers of that show for, uh, for throwing what was, a, what was a great Montreal card show. I think that's going to grow and grow. Um, so thank you, Robert. Says I love that. Yeah, he per, this this gentleman purchased a tag rated McDavid uh, Opeachy rookie card from me. So thank you, Robert, and great to see you here in the chat. Uh, Jay Z, our guy Jay Z. Good evening. Good to see you. Are you coming to Expo, Jay Z? Jay Z is out in BC. I hope you're coming. We have another Facebook users. Yes, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Bobby Burrell says I like this. Look <laughs> your heels five times together for Hall Five. Repeat after me. There's no place like home. He's right. There's no call Hall Five. I feel so. I'm so happy we're back in Hall Five. Yeah. At least that's the the I guess where I'm going to be at, at the show. Uh, Gross Bros says, "Are there any special guest panels at the expo?" There are. We will get to that shortly. Gross Bros, mm-hmm. I promise you. And this Facebook user wants to know: Are you expecting more U.S. citizens attending this show than six months ago? So I'm going to put this over to you, Steve. And I'm going to preface it by saying: I mean. The U.S. dollar is so strong compared to the Canadian dollar right now compared to six months ago. I'm expecting there to be. What are you hearing, Steve? hundred uh, percent. I mean, between the dollar and the, the vaccine mandate going away, um, it's it's going to be, a, I think, a U.S. show <laughs> in a lot of like to be a, all the, guy, the guys and collectors that have come in the past, plus a, a lot more new ones. And you know, one of the great things that the COVID, uh, that COVID did was through the virtual shows, we exposed the, the brand to a lot more people. And then, you know, everyone's been show hungry post-COVID. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect a ton. Um, and there's more U.S. dealers as well. Uh, you know, even guys like Jose Canseco, who couldn't come because of the vaccine thing, he's coming now. And um, I always have to speak to the, uh, the obvious irony of Jose not wanting to get vaccinated, but <laughs> we'll be glad to have him there. He's, he's a good, good guy, well, a great guest. One thing that really stuck out to me this time, and I'm not, I'm not a person who goes to the expo in order to de- to go to the autograph guest. I, I really never go back there because I, I'm, I'm kind of tied down to my booth. I'm having a good time there. It's just not my thing. But when you look at the autograph guest lineup for this show, it is freaking amazing. Like I am blown away by just the 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 breadth and the select I'm looking at, I'll share my screen in a second yeah. and we, we can talk about it, but the autograph guest lineup is it's the best I've ever seen. It's like, I mean, the national gets, you know, 150 or so of, of top line mm-hmm. players uh, and X, X, you know, retired athletes and, and, and more. So this is like an amazing lineup. I don't know how else, how else to share my excitement for the lineup. Should we take a look at that now? Should sure. Yeah, let's do it. Right. It is. It's, it's a great draw. And everyone's commented to that effect. So, all right. So, and then after that, I mean, I want to talk to you. I want you to talk a bit about uh, like Americans coming up. But so here's the here's the the list. Now it's pretty small here, so I'm going to blow this up a bit so we can all have a look at it. So let's see. While you're doing that, Jeremy, I have to say, for the first time in my lifetime, going to the expo, I kind of regret being a dealer because there is like <laughs> five or six guests that I would love to go see myself. I just know it's not possible. But I'm uh, yeah. I'm with you. I, I you know what. I would too, but still being in my booth is still more yeah. important to me. But I mean, listen, we can go through these. There's a lot here, but I'm going to share with you guys wh- who jumps out at me. Mm-hmm. What what jumps out at me? And I kind of go, th- I'll kind of go through. And Bobby Hall signs a lot. The cast of Slapshot is cool. Kirk McLean, very popular uh, de- uh, goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks. That's on Friday, November the 11th. Saturday the 12th. I mean, Theo Fleury, 
Mike Medano. These are I'm going to do Hawk Theo Fleury, Mike Medano, Matt Sundin, Denny Savard. I mean, right there you've got four. I mean, Theo's not a Hall of Famer, but you have three Hall of Famers, four superstars. Ron Duguay. I mean, he was married to uh, what's her name? All uh, the the supermodel um, with last name Alt. I can't remember her first name Carol, right now. Carol Alt. Carol Alt. He's married. He oh. was or is married to Carol Alt. He used to have a, like the, the the flow going. Yeah. Very very popular kind of niche player. And then you got Ricky Henderson. I mean, come on, the stolen bases leader, Ricky Henderson, Tim Raines, and Muggsy Bogues from uh, from from the NBA. Uh, this 1972 Summit Series team members: Paul Henderson, who scored the goal, the big goal; Phil Esposito, who's an all timer; and Yvonne Cornoyer, who's got what like 86 Stanley Cups or something like that to his name. <laughs> you come down. The Legion of Doom. If anyone doesn't know who the Legion of Doom was, well, they were the the power for, the premier power forward line of the 90s, yeah. centered by Eric Lindros, John LeClaire, and Michael Renberg. These guys were absolutely on fire when they were when they were playing. Peter Bondra. I mean, what a great guest Peter Bondra is. He was a he was a a, a sniper, a great goal scorer. D Brown basketball. Errol Thompson. I'm not too familiar with him, but yeah. it looks like he was he played for the Maple Leafs. And then Sunday, again, okay, it looks like Yvonne Cornway is coming a couple times. Eddie Belfour, Hall of Fame goaltender. Gary Roberts. Gary Roberts trains all the best players yeah. in the league right now, mm-hmm. and he was a superstar in his own right. Yari Curry. Nobody had more points playing with Wayne Gretzky than Yari Curry did. These, this is a big deal. Jose Canseco. I mean, how exciting is Jose Canseco? Pat LaFontaine. He's had, Pat LaFontaine has one of the highest scoring single seasons on record in the NHL, career was cut short. A star for the Islanders, the Buffalo Sabres. He's someone I would definitely go see. Gila Point, Hall of Fame, uh, Montreal Canadian. Dominic Hasek, you guys. Dom- yeah. The Dominator. I mean, one of my favorite all-time goalies, J.S. Jaguar, another goaltender, Steve Shutt from the Montreal Canadiens, Daryl Sittler, Hall of Fame, Toronto Maple Leaf. My favorite professional athlete of all time, T. Mussolini, will be there. That's somebody who might get me to go to the autograph pavilion and away from my booth. Uh, Patrick Roach was uh, uh, Randy from the from um, Trailer Park yeah, Boys. Yeah. Serge Savard, another Hall of Famer, and Michelle Goulet, who to me, him and Denny Savard were the two most exciting players of the '80s, outside of like Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. So, I, I think this is really a, a fantastic uh, autograph guest list. Um, who wants to speak to it? Anyone have anything to talk? Steve, you, what do you want to say? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited and, and proud of this list. And, you know, there are a number of changes that we made uh, sort of on the back end to, to, to move towards this, uh, this direction. And so I'm, I'm thrilled with it. Um, I don't, I always like to see what we could still do better at differently. And uh, I'm glad to see there's more basketball guys. And, I, you know, I still would like to get uh, other sports people here, um, you know, obviously football and, and, uh, uh, being the obvious one, um, uh, you have some great uh, baseball guys here. Uh, we tried for a couple of soccer players. You know, like, I'd still love to have somebody like a Christine Sinclair here, and, and you know, a lot of other great options. But this this list is is really outstanding. Um, you know, it'd be remiss. I mean, I'm just like I'm talking to family here in a lot of ways. We do have a couple of cancellations on this list that are going to come out tomorrow. So that's you know, but that's I've been doing guest-based shows for 20 years and that's just an unfortunate part of the uh of the piece but that's that's reality uh it's phenomenal list and the thing that i notice is because i look at these things daily or several times a day um this is the the first show that i've seen where there's so many of the guys are 
all doing well in advanced ticket sales. Like it's not like you know, the, the last show pre-COVID, uh, Sunday was at that, and he was you know four times I think what everybody else had, uh, uh, and that's not the case this time. We've got some. Everyone is doing really well, and then guys like you know Madonna, Esposito um, are, are killing it. You know, obviously. Uh, some of the guys you'd expect Henderson great uh, <laughs> there's a there's going to be another I think this is a weird one but um, uh, on the the gossip front uh, Ron Duguay is bringing a special guest uh, I, I'm told and so that'll be uh, interesting to, to see I, I don't know how many of you are uh, up to date with his dating life but um, yeah so it's no. it's just no, it's, uh, I'm not I'll let somebody, somebody will look it up and put it in the comments, I'm sure. The, uh, the good thing about this, Steve, and I can talk about this being a, an expo goer, is the variety that you've brought. That's one. Two, it's not centered. So let's let's go backwards. In the old days, you had your staples, right? You had your Bobby Hulls. You had your your you know, your, mm-hmm. your uh, Phyllis Pazitos, whatever we may have you, right? But here on this list, you have a D Brown. D Brown's not a household name in Canada, but he should be. Right. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Muggsy Bogues, another uh, name that's well recognized in the NBA. So you, and Ricky Henderson. And like those are names that you don't get to see every day. Right. Um, what got me excited about this list is it, it's we've even grouped them like Legion of Doom. Like like there's going to be guys scrambling for Legion of Doom stuff. Right. Yeah. The yeah. second thing it does that and from a dealer perspective, the people come out to these shows, want to buy cards of these players. Look how many people you have here. Mm-hmm. We're all guaranteed to have cards of these guys in our showcases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, it's actually a lot, it's a lot of fun for me. Some of these guys, I actually, you know, I think many people know I'm I'm not a true hobbyist. I mean, I've, I'm becoming more of one. But uh, so I, I I look up some guys like D Brown, and I, I end up sitting you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes going down rabbit holes of uh, highlight videos and stuff through the. So it's pretty fun from that standpoint. But uh, no, and I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Uh, um, this is the hard work of, of a lot of great people. So, you know, the, the people that bring um, these guests, you know, Seafornia, Sport, Sport Authentics, uh, Cody and, and Joe from Kojo, and of course, Molly from Mab, uh, uh, you know, Ryan from Autograph Authentic, uh, and then they're supported by other uh, agents that uh, help them with these deals. So we really challenge them to, to step up. And I, you know, I'm working with, uh, with Andre Lasard of, uh, of the Anti-Expo to, to help um, manage this piece for me, just because this is you know more than I can do. Just like Mikey is, you know, he's uh, an integral part of the show in terms of the operation standpoint and, and the goings on and the, the content. Uh, Andre's becoming that on the on the autograph side. So every one of those people has really pulled together to create uh, what I agree is is the best list that this show has had. Well, I'll just mention with respect to Andre, who again organized or what, one of the promoters of the Montreal Anti Expo I was at last week. He did. It was his first show as uh, as being part of that team, and um, he did a great job. I I, I heard lots of compliments uh, from other people at the show about uh, the job that he did and how that show came along. So the fact that he's helping you and he's kind of running or organizing the autograph pavilion and I don't know exactly what he's doing, but whatever it is he's doing, I would have to say I'm sure that you have you are in good hands there, Steve, with Andre, and I'm sure it takes a lot of pressure off of you, Mikey, as well, to know that it's kind of being handled and you can trust it'll be handled well so how does that how, how how do you feel about that mikey what what does it allow what is having andre doing here uh what does it allow you to do better for for what you do it allows us to focus on making the experience for the autograph seeker a much better one right it takes a lot of pressure off of that and so just just to talk about this when we see a great guest list like this 
we're excited because we get to see the people who are coming out for the autos and, and what it does for them and how much it means to them getting that autograph, getting that chance to shake the players' hands. Uh, a lot of these players, as, as you said, don't come out very often. So it, it's a rare opportunity for people who've been lifelong fans to have the opportunity again to, to connect with them, get that, get that auto, make that memory. Uh, buy a card from a meet when they're trying to get a team Mussolini uh, rookie uh, rookie <laughs> sign. So it really is. It's a, an amazing part of the show. And having someone like Andre to work with is just one more thing I know will be taken care of well. Right. Yeah. So the autograph guests will be there. They'll be excited. They'll they'll have a great time. Uh, I'm super stoked. Uh, very yeah. excited to, to see this guest. And I'm a huge basketball fan. So like I, I saw D Brown actually win win the dunk competition with his blind dunk. Mm-hmm. I've watched Muggsy Bogues and D Brown play on the Raptors when they were here. So, you know, Jose, 40-40 guy, 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases. And we got Q&As with a bunch of these guys, too. So yeah, yeah. we're going to do some that, more than – yeah. yeah I, I'm I, sorry, Steve. No, no, it's, just, it's okay. I mean, it's – coming from the Comic-Con background, Q&As were really important to me to bring in. And I you know, introduced them years ago, and I've been really – committed to, to doing because I think it adds so much more uh, depth to the experience for, for fans all, all around. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an expensive endeavor. And it's also one that requires a lot of uh, uh, shift in, in attitude and, and financial models, if you will, for some of these guys. But um, it's great. And we're getting more and more of them you know, with Mikey's uh, help in that regard. We're getting great content. So, you know, everything from, you know, Q&A with the cast of Slapshot to uh, Q&As with the, you know, 72 Summit guys and that kind of, it's really really compelling stuff that, that really is compelling stuff because it's gonna yeah. i think that should bring people out to sit in the crowd and listen and just it adds yeah. such a it adds a whole other layer to the expo experience because it becomes yeah. a you know more of an experience i don't know how else to put it it's not just about the cards yeah. and standing in line and getting autographs mm-hmm. now you can sit back and listen to these guys talk and hear some stories and maybe ask some questions how long for example how long will uh, will the the seventy two summit t- uh, members have on stage? What what's their what is it a half hour, forty five minutes? Saint Legion of Doom are they going up? How much time will they have? It's they're not they're not long. And again, I have to uh, I have to take my wins as and when I can. And uh, you know, some are longer, but you know what? If we if we only get fifteen minutes with the you know the summit guys, then it's still you know, fifteen great minutes that we didn't have. And you know, we're getting more of those. And over time, I think uh, uh, I, I think people will start to realize it's a, it's a great, uh, great component of it. So, um, yeah, most of them, I'd say on average, it'd be about 15 minutes, Mikey, I think we're, yep. where we're probably at. So, yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and then they go right into their autograph signing. So usually people are chomping at the bit to meet them after, after the 15 minutes. Um, well, and yeah, that's part of why we you do it. Right. I mean, yeah. if they don't, it's not just for other people. It's, it's, they benefit from it too because people say, yeah, you know what? I enjoyed that. I want to go and get his autograph or a photo with him and stuff. So, And, and just to speak on the app again, that's another thing that we'll be doing is yeah. we'll be streaming all this content directly into the app. So even if you're not in the hall at that specific time or you can't attend because you're, you know, and you're in Great Britain and you're a huge fan of the hobby and you really want to come to the show one day, but you can't now, you can download the app and, and watch the, the show live as it's happening. Uh, we'll be doing live hits, live giveaways. So... Yeah, a lot of really cool stuff uh, to get into and, and stuff that we're, we're doing to make this more of a, a year-round experience. Is there going to be a link to download the app on the website for people yep. who are watching right now? Yeah, we'll be pushing it heavily starting, uh, I think, Monday. So, yeah. Okay. 
good. The See, app, and, and obviously we'll be streaming into YouTube, which is a platform you own. You know, we're just <laughs> playing in it. <laughs> Steve, was there something you want to jump in and say? Well, just just you know, kind of wrapping that piece up is that I really, again, likening it to the Comic-Con experience, I really want the whole experience of going to the expo or uh, hobby shows to be to be richer, uh, to be less just transactional and more experiential and, and a, a deeper connection at, at all different levels. So uh, I feel pretty good about the progress we've made and uh, there's a lot of potential to do a lot more and more and more of the companies and the dealers and so on that are there are really figuring out how to do a better job of, of retailing uh, and of, of engaging and activating with, uh, with consumers, you know, whether it's ultra pro doing kids breaks or whether it's attending Q and A's uh, just figuring out ways to, uh, um, I won't say carnivalize, but basically uh, make their uh, their presence there more engaging to everybody. So. Yeah, I mean, if you if you were at this the national in uh, Atlantic City last yeah. this last July, it was stepped up. It was all all the exhibitors stepped up from prior, and I think that that's going to kind of spill into the expo. It's it's spilled into other shows as well that I've been to since then. So <laughs> I expect that. Okay couple comments here first of all this facebook user says i've been to every expo as a dealer since it started i've never seen a group of signers like this that's pretty cool uh foul fireball jeremy says it does look like a worthy autograph event i wonder if ricky still refers to himself <laughs> in the third person we're about to find i gotta say ricky henderson impresses me um as a as an autograph guest for sure want to shout out barry Ma, my buddy from our buddy from com c barry will be there as always, I uh, got to spend some time with Barry in Montreal last weekend and his, his uh, colleague, uh, Miguel, as well. Uh, this Facebook user says, I believe there's 39 uh, autograph guests, including Jeremy. I am not an autograph guest, but thank you. Thank you for that. Go ahead and meet. I I'll gladly sign. <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> a meet is, is the 39th signer. Scott Cause says, uh, booth 2402, 2403 will take U.S. funds. <laughs> this, is, this is an important comment uh, right it here. Is, Scott makes. Let's talk about this. He says, as an American, I'm a bit torn on how to price my stuff with the exchange rate. That could make buying a bit more conservative. So, I mean, listen, um, I think that Canadians are very... Uh, aware and and we we understand the conversion we understand what we know what the u.s dollar is worth we we respect the u.s dollar and so if you're american the one thing i'll tell you though is you will i think you'll have better luck pricing in canadian money mm -hmm. though. pricing yeah. your cards in canadian do the math but if someone wants to pay you in u.s i'm sure they can but there's going to be a lot more canadian cash in the room than u.s cash that said you know, there's going to be a lot of Americans at this show. So us Canadian vendors need to be able to very quickly uh, pull out our calculators and, and convert the price to U.S. dollars. And, and I think we have to encourage we have to be encouraged to accept U.S. dollars because it's a good dollar to, to take no matter where you are. So um, as and I will know, offer conversion services, exchange services. It's a fair offer. We like we like U.S. dollars here in Canada. We do, but I think that you're going to have better success, uh, or if not even better success, maybe just a smoother experience pricing your cards in Canadian. Yeah. You know, just take the U.S. dollar and uh, multiply it by 1.35, 1.36, something mm -hmm. like that. That'll give you the Canadian dollar. A hundred dollar U.S. is like 135 Canadian. That's yep. your exchange. You can work the other way as well. But I think uh, Scott, you'll be better served 
if you and and listen not everybody puts prices on their cards which i know sometimes there's not time you, you're always going to have a better show if you price your cards on the front of the cards not i mean maybe i shouldn't give away our trade secrets but i mean price your cards on the front you're going to have a better show than if you don't price them at all or if you price them on the back because i hear so many people tell me all the time i walk by they'll say i walk by a booth there's no prices i keep on walking like so it's just it's an obvious strategy to price your cards on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a bit of advice uh, from myself. Um, anyone have anything to say about all that? No, I, I, I agree. I, I get. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was just saying I get that question a lot, and it's the same thing. I say Canadians are, are very accustomed to doing the conversion and to, to, to knowing what it is and accepting it. Um, but I, I agree with I agree with that. And again, I'm also seeing more and more people come. It's surprised how many people just think. You know, can I get money out of the ATM and all that kind of stuff? And yeah, absolutely, you can. So, um, it's I, I think it's in a very exciting part of the the, uh, the expo is having more and more American buyers, and there's a lot of stuff that you won't find um, at, at a lot of the U.S. shows. That's why many of them come here. Yeah, I mean, it's also not a new thing. I mean, Jeremy can attest to it. We've been dealing with the U.S. dollar since I started at the expo. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our ability to calculate and math on the fly is fairly quick for those who are seasoned dealers. Like, you know, you can pretty much work in, in, in uh, autonomously with that. Um, it is comical, though, when you do get someone that comes to your table and it's like, well, I'll give you your cards parked at 130 to give you 130 US. And you're like, okay. <laughs> uh, sure, I'll give you par for that. That sounds yeah. good. Um, but no, seriously, uh, we're looking forward to American dealers coming because they they buy up things that normally Canadians don't buy. I've noticed mm-hmm. uh, they also inject a bit of diversity in terms of the card market. Right, it forces us to to evolve our card collection beyond just Gretzky and McDavid. Right, so uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Good. Okay, me too. I echo everything you just said, Amit. All right, I'm going to run through some comments here, guys. Big Daddy Cool says. Can I attend the Thursday trade night if I don't buy a VIP package? So I don't. I, I wasn't aware of a. a is there a Thursday trade night? I know there's a Friday and a Saturday. What's Thursday, Steve? Well, I, I think I'm, I'm guessing, but I think Big Daddy means can he attend the Thursday evening preview night as opposed to be, so it's a preview night. And the first time we, the first two times we did this, we called it a VIP night. What we're doing just now is calling it preview night because I think it just opens it up uh, more broadly. I have a number, and it's interesting, Thursday night is actually the most expensive option, and people say, well, why is it the most, it's fewer, it's fewer hours, and it's, uh, you know, Saturday is always the biggest day, and that's true, but I say, because the value is in, it's the preview, it's the first chance that people get to see all the new stuff, whether you're selling or buying, uh, and also to see the grading companies, if you're looking to get stuff graded on site or appraised, pardon me, authenticated on site, you can do that and get it done you know, before the show's over in time to, to sell, so... Uh, that's that's why. So, yes, you can come Thursday if you want to come Thursday only. Yes, you could this time, awesome. which is new. That that's good to know. And I mean, I'll I'll echo what Steve said. Thursday, um, you know, that's when the dealers no no one else has seen the stuff yet. So if there's a card you're looking for, uh, that's the time to come. So Thursday is Thursday is the best day of the show to be on. I mean, Saturday is the busiest, and Saturday is the best day. But Thursday you know, you, you get that preview. It's worth it. It's a, it's a big deal. I mean, so I, I want to talk about evolution of the show. This is an interesting fact I just thought of, right? Mm-hmm. So back before there was the Thursday preview night or VIP night, the dealers would move in and Friday was known as dealer day, like the Friday till 11 o'clock. So all the deals would do all the deals at that point. I can tell you, Steve, now that the preview is there, 
the pace at which dealers go to buy before the show even is open up mm-hmm. is it, even more frenetic. Like it, yeah. it's funny, people are literally running down the hall saying, "Do you have this? Do you have this?" So it actually, as a dealer, I appreciate it because it focuses, uh, you know, channel focus to buy things quickly. Um, but it gives anticipation and excitement right, of what's to come. So I, I appreciate the preview night for that reason. Yeah, I mean, when Steve expanded the show to a four-day show from a three-day show, I was like, this is the best thing ever. I'm so happy. <laughs> we, that extra day is, is awesome. Yeah. All right. I want to say hello to you, GM10. Welcome to the show. Uh, Bobby Burrell says Ron Duguay is bringing long hair back. He might. GM10 says NHL will make a huge comeback in the States. That's that's great to hear. I certainly hope that they do. Albert Jones, good evening to you. Uh, Ogie says, traveling from Pennsylvania, whoever was in charge of getting these Hockey Hall of Famers, thank you. Thank you for this player autograph list. That's very nice, Ogie, and thank you for the tip. Much appreciated. Doug Lothers, longtime expo vendor, Apple Tree Sports Cards, says, looking forward to another great expo. Sean Robb, longtime vendor attendee, says, do you think Marvel and non-sport cards will be prevalent at this show, Amit? What do you think? I think 100%, and I would like to thank Golden Auctions and a few other auction houses that have been showcasing and selling very expensive Marvel pieces, like PMGs. That's Mm -hmm. up the game for for non-sport. Also, non-sport, there's more collectors of non-sport than there are sports. So it's, it's interesting to see people come in for that reason. Um, I don't think you see a, a good smattering of that stuff. And then the last point I'll make, Upper Deck has been doing an amazing job of their Marvel releases. Um, it's just amazing. It's a beautiful thing to watch. So, yes, the answer is yes in a very long-winded way. How about you, Mikey? Mike, you have anything to say about that? You've, I know you. I know because I know I wanted to say something first here about Mikey. So, Mikey uh, started doing the show when Steve launched the virtual sport card expos. No, even the- earlier. Even earlier. So yeah, Steve, Steve was one of my first. So when I went out on my own, so I used to own and run the show across Canada, sold that, and then started my own show, which didn't go great. But uh, Steve was my first client in 2018 to hire us on to, to help out with his event. So then you you continued through the through the, the virtuals when the pandemic had us uh, staying home. And as beca- working with Steve in the Sport Card Expo, you got into collecting and dealing sports cards. So it's funny. You're not just you're not just a logistics guy. You're not just an event organizer. You're also a sports card enthusiast. You love the buy sell trade. You collect. You like your sports cards. I, I love that about you, Mikey. But so that's why I can ask you as well your thoughts on Sean Rob's question here. Do you have, and I mean, listen, you got your, your feet on the ground there. You're dealing with, 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 with the vendors, with, with a lot of the, 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 you know, a lot of the people who are involved in the show. Are you hearing, are you seeing there's going to be some non-sports there? Uh, and a lot, what are you hearing about soccer, yeah, wrestling, F1? Speak to those things. Well, soccer, soccer. Well, definitely, there's been an increase in non-sports related stuff over the last. So I've been in part of the field, like I said, in 2018, and it was primarily hockey um you know with a very heavy weight very little non-sport stuff there now we fast forward to 2022 i would say 10 to 15 percent of the floor you know smattered around a bunch of booths is non-sport stuff like whether it's marvel impel 90 um or it's pmgs Mm -hmm. or pokemon or metazoo or you know some of the other the other magic you know so you're going to see all of this stuff out there and because it's got such great value and you have people who you know are promoting it as 
as uh, Amit just said, the auction houses that are featuring them and selling huge dollar value cards. And the second part is you have Logan Pauls of the world who are yeah. flexing their Charizard down their fight thing, and that opens it up to $100 million viewers that this is the new ice for the next generation coming up. So it, it is definitely within you know the, the collections. It is something that the younger generation of collectors are definitely into. Um, so you're starting to see that spread around the show. Awesome. Go ahead, Amit. I'll make one last comment. Uh, in entertainment and, and you know, Pokemon and stuff like that, they don't break their legs in their careers. And so they're... Touche! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Charizard is still going strong. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Fair but yeah, many of the, the new vendors are, um, if not exclusively, heavy heavy TCG uh, event dealers. As I've certainly see it a lot more. I mean, generally, we're also the, the Beckett Summit, and many, many more uh, people are coming into the hobby through that that side of it. So mm -hmm. they they certainly are. They certainly are. Also yeah. through the 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 I want to call them the. The art cards, uh, you know, through Tops mm -hmm. doing so much with yeah. all these artists. And yeah. Andy Friedman has his own set called Spot Top Spotlight. He's going to be on Sports Cards Live on Saturday, everyone. So come. He's a Tops artist among, I mean, you got to see this guy's list of, of, of publishings. He's had the New Yorker, like New York Times, all sorts of awesome things. So he'll be joining me on the show on Saturday. But that has opened up a lot of people's eyes to sports cards as well. Oh, and look what look what the the grading companies are doing. I mean, Beckett's now doing video games, and and PSA is doing uh, Funko Pop, you know, grading, encapsulating, and so on. So it's going both ways. Yeah, yeah. definitely, certainly. Uh, so I like the Scott Cause says I price in Canadian even here in the states. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Barry Ma wants to know, Steve, is Wednesday late afternoon the start to move in for vendors, or is it Thursday morning? So, yeah, so, um, Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. will be uh, dealer move-in. Um, and then Thursday will be from 8 a.m. So that, that info is going out tomorrow. But that's, uh, yeah, that's... And shout out to you, Barry. I'll be doing my first up to ComC this year. So uh, I'll, see you, I'll see you soon. Nice. Actually, that's, uh, that's, that's the thing. It'll be ComC. You'll be there to accept your submissions uh, for the mm -hmm. ComC site. So um, that's also something a lot of people like myself look forward to. Well, I, I watched yeah. Jeremy in Edmonton last year come with like five cases. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, this is what I have to do with some of this. Stuff I, I think I gave, and at the Edmonton Expo earlier this year, I gave Barry, I think, 1,600 cards at the end of the show to sell on Com C for me. And uh, I mean, I got to shout out Com C, uh, you know, friends of theirs, of course, but uh, but also did very well by me. So I, you know, it, it's 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 a great service. Um, I agree. Okay, we're going to keep on moving. Jay-Z says, due to work commitments, I won't make this expo, but I'd like to say a big thanks to all those that make our hobby so great, like Steve, his crew, and all the vendors that make the trip and make the expo so great. And Jay-Z's been at the expo several times, so uh, thank you for that shout-out, Jay-Z. Very nice. Scott Cause says, keep in mind, World Cup starts eight days after the end of the expo. This could create more of a buzz than past expos. I got a lot of asks in June about soccer. Just an observation. Yeah, that's something to be aware of for sure uh barry moss says mikey each day will be 40k step day it's gonna be busy lots of steps for everybody <laughs> wear good shoes if you're coming those floors can be can be uh tough on 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 your 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 body but uh yeah definitely wear some good shoes all right let's uh let's change it up a little bit 
Uh, Steve, you alluded to grading a few minutes ago. Let's yeah. talk about, so there's a bit of a new configuration. If you're used to coming to the expo, you'd walk in the front doors, you'd go to the back of the room. That was the autograph pavilion, if you want to call it the back. That is now moved. What's now at the back, Steve? Let's talk about kind of how things have moved for people. Yeah, so I, and that was part of the whole process in terms of what we had to do. I mean, everyone was thinking, yep, back in Hall 5, it would be as it was, and it's not as it was. It's similar, but it's not the same. Uh, you know, one of the things, the considerations in, in getting a, a secondary hall, uh, whether it was going to be the ballrooms or Hall 4, was uh, it would need kind of an, an anchor tenant, if you will. I often think of myself as a as a landlord or as a, a mall owner. And uh, you know, so how do I get people to move around the entire space and so on? And, and it's like putting the milk at the back of the variety store, right? It's that old, that approach. And that's what the autograph pavilion, and that's why that was one of the key advantages of it being back there. Whether or not they stopped at your booth, at least they drove traffic. And now, uh, so that was part of the thinking. So the autograph pavilion can stand on its own. Uh, originally, I was going to put it in the ballrooms um, because I've always wanted to do that because it's frankly, it's nicer. It's carpeted. It's uh, it's a better venue, it's better lit. Um, and so that was the original intention, but there was just so much uh, demand for additional booth space that it wasn't going to be enough space. Um, so in its place, my my idea and what we've created is the grading and authentication zone. Uh, you know, from what used to be uh, really uh, three grading companies pre-COVID, we've now got seven at this show. So seven grading companies. Um, so I wanted to create a zone. I wanted to have everybody there in, 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 a, in a single area as a, again, it's a way to draw people through, but it's also a chance for people to educate themselves um, around who's there, what, what are the differences, what do they do? And right beside them are the authentication, are the authenticators, uh, JSA is there. Uh, some of the submission companies are also there, obviously COMC, uh, PWCC, uh, ICERT is going to be there as well on the authentication side for uh, the Canadian brand. So all that in one great space um, allows, and there's a combination of uh, the on-site uh, slabbing that KSA and MNT do. Um, Beckett will be there doing raw and graded card reviews, and all of them will be, of course, taking submissions. So uh, I think it's an exciting uh, addition and expansion of the, of the show. Well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, in the in past years, I've seen uh, and, uh, KSA in particular set up sort of in the middle of the show floor with their slabbing machine with that really high-pitched sound whenever it would come down. Yeah, the they, is that now away from the vendor booths and out in that pavilion? Yeah. So yeah, KSA and MNT both slab on site. Um, and, and yeah, they're, you know, the compressors are getting better, and, but it's, that's also, that was part of the consideration as well is that through means that don't really matter to this conversation, they ended up at the front of the show. Uh, and I didn't want that. Uh, so they're all together in the back and those two companies in particular will be slabbing on site and, you know, and I think that that will only become more. I think you will see more brands um, slotting on site in the future. I, I know that's that, inevitable. You know, at TAG, we really wanted to be able to slab on site yeah. this show. Yeah. We could not get it done in time. It's uh, it's different for TAG than it is the, the human grading yeah. companies because we have equipment that needs to be calibrated uh, in order to you know, to, to grade the card. It, it, sure. it, uh, it's automated AI grading versus human. So, uh, but we, we definitely want to be out there. Um, now, I want to also mention as far as tag grading goes, so we will have a submission booth among these seven grading companies, Steve, but tag will also have a booth on the main floor showcasing mm -hmm. all of our differentiators, showcasing our technology, showing off our slabs, our digital image and grading reports. You'll be able to see those on several iPads set up. So um, 
Are there any other grading companies besides Tag that will have an actual presence on the in the show floor itself? Um, no, everybody will be well. One the only one. other one is SGC, and SGC yeah. will be accepting submissions through uh, one of their Canadian, their biggest Canadian group submitter, uh, Minting. Minting. So in that sense, they'll be taking submissions through their booth, and they're pretty much center center of the floor. But um, to the point on Tag, um, you know, I was at both the Burbank show and then, of course, at the, at the Beckett Summit, and there's nobody uh, who's interested in this hobby at all that won't be. Uh, intrigued and blown away by what tag is doing whether or not it's it's in your wheelhouse it is phenomenal to see how it works it's phenomenal to see how great a job um, they've done with the technology the branding and, and the experience so it's a super exciting piece and it, it shows and demos exceptionally well so i'm, I'm excited that it's going to be here yeah I, I you know as someone who i you know if, if you don't know if you're watching i work with tag i've been um mm -hmm. i'm very excited about what tag is doing so i just want to thank you for that steve yeah, I was going to say, if they didn't know, they would have for sure guessed it by now because you went from Jeremy Lee host to Jeremy Lee tag grading <laughs> in that one conversation. Pretty, pretty darn smooth, though, right, Mike? <laughs> yes, it was. It was very smooth segue. Well, hey, I mean, you know, you know what? I, I'm excited about it for, for various reasons. Um, I just think it's awesome. And so, uh, and as Steve said, you know, we, we do show what we did have a great showing at Burbank at the Beckett Industry Summit. And I want to also, I just want to invite everybody who's watching Come by my booth. Uh, I what, what booth number am I? Amit? 730? 732, 731. 731, 732. Come by those booths where I it's it's mine and Amit's our usual spot. We'll be there. Um, but I'm gonna have several tag slabs on display for sale. Come check it out, and then I'd be happy to walk you over to the tag booth uh, on the main floor and uh, like kind of show you around, show you what's going on. But definitely check it out. It, it's really impressive, and uh, so I'm looking forward to the show for many reasons. But of course. What I love to do is be at my booth, wheel and deal, buy and sell cards. And, uh, you know, Amit and I have been doing that at the same uh, beside each other now for at least 10 years. And yeah. so really, really excited about that. I think it's really great, Steve, that you've got the whole grading pavilion, kind of everyone in there together. And um, it gives people a kind of a, a just one view of, of what that what the grading landscape looks like. And you know, if there's seven grading companies, I'll just point out you got six human grading companies and one automated grading company. So you got a, you've got a lot of selection in there, and um, yeah. obviously people have their favorites. So it'll be a lot of fun, and um, I'm just looking forward to the show overall uh, as far as tag goes. I know the team from Tag is very excited to come up for this. Okay, uh, a couple more comments. We're going to go to Jim Francis says, "Don't forget us about us dusty <laughs> vintage guys," and Jim. Uh, Jim and I, we actually rode to the airport together in Montreal the other day. So great to see you, Jim. And uh, definitely go by Jim's table. He's always got great vintage stuff. Bobby Burrell says the best bathrooms are at the back of the show. So there you go. There's a little a veteran tip. From, there won't uh, be the best Bobby. anymore, Bobby, if you see me putting it out on social. There's a better one. But Bobby just ruined it for everybody. There's a better one, but I'm not telling anyone. Mid-Atlantic Sports Cars and Collectibles says, I hosted my first show in D.C. in October, had no idea what to expect, ended with 65 tables, 700 attendees, positive feedback, but hope to grow. What advice do you have for a small-scale, one-day show promoter? Steve, we'll put that to you. Any advice for that? Well, um, my philosophy has been, and it's a little bit different, of course, but it, I'm, I'm dealer focused first. If my dealers are happy, then it's usually a successful show. 
and I rely on you know, dealers to kind of bring in their audience and so on. But uh, uh, it's a little bit different from, again, not being from the hobby. I really, really rely on dealers to kind of tell me what they need to point out the things that work well and those that don't. Um, but yeah, that, that's been, that's served me well. There you go. There you go. Mid-Atlantic. Hope that helps you. And just as somebody who goes to, to, to card shows, I think one of the most important things you can do is, is have a relationship with the vendors and encourage the vendors to be nice to everybody and to talk mm -hmm. to people okay. and to look up. You can go to a card show. You can go from table to table. If the vendor is sitting there on their phone, you know, doesn't even say hello to you. I think that's a problem. I think it's a I problem. Agree. It you is want... a Go ahead. Problem. You know yeah. what? It is a problem not just in, in not in just the show, but any show or any any shopping experience, right? So Absolutely. if yeah. you go into any place, any store, anything, and the person working there does not acknowledge your existence, you are not going to spend much time there at all. Exactly. It's similar to you know putting your putting your prices on the front of your cards is just such an easy thing to do unless you have something to keep secret you know you maybe you want to put on the back of your card so you can change the price based on the person that comes to your table i don't know but i mean pricing your cards talking to people being friendly i've said this before if you're new to the show i'm going to say it again anytime a kid comes to your booth and says do you want to look at my cards? Your answer automatically has to be yes. Doesn't matter how those cards come to you. If they come in a in a paper bag or a nice Zion case, you have to say yes whenever a kid asks for you to look to look at their. You don't have to buy anything or trade with them. You can say nothing for me, but thanks for showing me your cards. Good luck at the show. It's really just common courtesy, the golden rule, those sorts of things. All right, Gross Bros says if Ricky Henderson's legs could speak, they'd shout, "I'm thirsty." Very good. Bobby Burrell says to meet no secrets, stay downstairs. Bobby, you gave it <laughs> away. <laughs> what are you doing, man? You just gave it away. I didn't have to say anything. That's the, yeah. that's, that's the VIP bathroom that he just gave yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Just it. I'm not going there now. Next thing you're going to give up my office. Four, four, will be, four will be the good bathroom. I have so a question, though. To four. <laughs> In the evolution of the card show, uh, Steve, where did you place the pepperoni stick guy? Well, you know, that's one of my unresolved challenges that uh, I'm going to give to Mikey because um, Tony, who everyone knows, he's like kind of your grandfather. He's been there much longer than I have. And uh, he is a fixture there. He had to miss the last show for surgery, but he's coming back and I got to figure out where to place him because his booth was one of the ones that was squeezed out by the uh, food court. So he'll be there. He will be I, there. And we should make a point of that, of letting him know. And I just, just give him an honorary place on the, on the dealer listing. And also, uh, did you? Is it true that you secretly sponsored a hot dog guy out front? No, I, I it was only within the last couple of shows that I know that that even happened. But no, that was actually one of our sponsors did buy out a uh, hundred hot dogs and drinks That's for true. all guests. So there's always fun stuff like that going on at the show. A lot of really fun things going. And Steve, you know, there there's not enough credit given to Steve on trying new things and reinventing the show, adding new things to it. When COVID happened, almost all other card shows across North America shut down. Within a month, Steve had a virtual expo with 10,000 people in it. So it's been very cool to work for him. 
Awesome stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Hot dog guy. <laughs> Bobby's Bobby's mind is focused. Cards, <laughs> bathrooms, and hot dogs. So. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move yeah. along, guys. Let's talk a bit about uh, some of the people that are coming. I let's call them influencers, Steve uh, yeah. uh, and Mikey, who are coming, who we know will be shooting footage and kind of sharing it online on social media. And along with that, let's talk about. We talked about as far as the, the main stage goes, we talked about the autograph guests, but there's some other panels, Mikey, that you've mm -hmm. curated and put together. And I know I'm going to be involved in a couple of them. So why don't you, why don't we talk, what do you want to do first, guys? You want to talk about who's coming as far as like kind of hobby celebrity or yeah. do you want to talk about panels? Well, let's talk about, yeah, but Mikey, why don't you talk about some of the influencers and, and so on that are there and then you can that'll go into the stage sessions. And I want to talk about some of the other attractions and other features of the show that are kind of new and interesting too. All right, Mikey, go ahead. So, you know, as a lot of people have known, uh, the, the hobby, the hobby creators have exploded over the past six years. Um, I'm online with one of them right now. So Jeremy always like says, I'm not a celebrity, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He is right. People come to the show to see Jeremy at the virtual event. A lot of people spent yeah. a lot of time in your booth talking to you and a meet. So people do come out to see you. You'll be on a couple of the panels. Uh, we have Jeff Wilson from sports card investor. He has a massive following. He does incredibly sick, slick content. He's been Great. in the business and it's not fly by night. It's been six years. He's built and invested in the, in the industry as well. So uh, really cool to have him back for doing a couple panels. Uh, we have Ty from Chasing Cardboard. So uh, what's really cool about his show, it's very much like American Pickers for, for the hobby. Uh, I watch a lot of his content. I consume it. That's why I brought him in. Let me, uh, let me, let, let me just jump in about Ty because you mentioned um, um, Chasing Cardboard, which is a new, a new piece of content that he's been developing. But he's mm -hmm. also been an active YouTuber. Uh, he's an original as far as like an OG YouTuber on the channel bench clear media on youtube so mm -hmm. um he he's pretty well known amongst uh you know you sports card youtube uh consumers and that so i just want to mention that it's and, more than just chasing cardboard for him and it shows right it shows in terms of the, the high level of content that he produces so and we'll be talking about that so we'll, we'll get more into that when we start speaking about the panels but it's been really cool to see that uh, we've got the Hockey Gong Show podcast people who we did a, a show with them just recently. They're awesome guys. Uh, Pug Junk is coming in. Uh, we have Aaron Nowak from Slab Stocks. It's also coming in. So, again, a lot more influencers coming to join us. Uh, we're in talks with even more to come in in future, future events. So it's been really nice to be noticed. It's really cool to have them come join us and, and to be able to put together these panels. And I just want to throw in, while I, before I forget, that uh, Thursday night, after the VIP event, or after, sorry, the early bird or the, the preview night, Jack Astor's is about an eight-minute drive from Hall 5 at the International Center. And that's where, uh, I listen, I mean, I'm putting it out there. We could have 300 people show up, and I'm not going to get in. Because <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not going to get there till about 20 after 8. I'm going to wait till the show ends, and maybe it's already full, but... I just want to, I, despite that, I just want to make it known that that is happening and everyone's invited. I made the reservation for 50 people, so we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully I can get into that. It, it is in my name, by the way, and it's in the indoor, <laughs> the indoor patio. They have an indoor patio at Jack Astor's, uh, the Toronto airport version of Jack Astor's. So I, again, everyone who's watching this, listening is invited, but 
Some might not get in, but uh, we've never, honestly, it's never been a problem before. No one has been turned away. And I've been organizing this dinner for 10 years now. So it should be fine. Now my, my audience, my, my platform has grown, but I'm still hopeful that everybody will get in. I just wanted to throw that out there. Mikey, let's hear about some of these, uh, these panel sessions you got going on. So it starts with Thursday night. We've got uh, we've got a panel talking about the basically the health of the hobby. So there's obviously been a lot of turmoil, um, you know, fluctuation in card prices. So just looking at an overall view moving forward, right? We're, we're coming out of the heady days of of the pandemic. So we've got Nicholas Palou from eBay on there, Jeff from Sports Card Investor, uh, David Marino from Collectible. Uh, and uh, and moderator will be Aaron Nowak. So uh, again, it's a it's a group of really great hobby minds who are coming in to speak from different areas of the hobby, right? So you got Collectible, which does a, a totally different thing than eBay does, which is the individual sales. So they're going to come in and give us a, a really and I, I apologize for not mentioning David prior to this uh, from Collectible, who will also be in. Yeah, and I just want to mention, uh, so great panel, by the way, Aaron from Slab Stocks. He, he's done a great thing at the National the past two years. Um, camp Kesem is a charitable uh, organization, a camp for kids whose parents uh, have suffered from cancer. They, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a charity that sends these kids to camp, and uh, he's done a great job of promoting that. So I'm a big fan of Aaron and, uh, and, and his father, who I've gotten to know from seeing them at shows, and, uh, and what Aaron has done. to He's one of these guys that gives back. He's from Slab Stocks. But you did also Dave Marino. Uh, I mean, I don't have to say about Jeff Wilson. Everybody knows about Jeff Wilson, sports card investor. He's a big, big personality in the hobby. He's actually – Jeff Wilson will be on Sports Cards Live Friday – December the 2nd, I think it is, um, a special episode. Jeff and a couple people from his team are going to be joining Sports Cars Live. So I invite everybody to come watch that as well. And we'll debrief the expo a bit, I'm sure. But Dave Marino, I want to stop on Dave Marino. He, Dave's a good friend of mine. And Dave, Dave does work at Collectible, the fractional ownership company, who I do Collectible Live for every Sunday. But Dave is so much more than just somebody who works at Collectible. He's a true hobby ambassador and he's he's just one of these guys that if you know him you love him he's he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet he's a positive guy he's a realist having him on the panel is is a big win um i'm i'm looking forward to seeing that please continue mikey uh and so that that takes us through thursday and then for friday we've got early in the morning at 11 40 and each of these panels is going to be about 30 to 45 minutes Again, to give everyone a good sense, but not uh, steal them away from autographs and shopping at your guys' booths. So uh, we've got the future of the hobby panel. Again, we've got Nicholas from eBay, Aaron from Slab Stocks, William from Dollies, and Dave Marino from from Collectibles. And and this one, we're still uh, likely going to have myself as a moderator. Still trying to, to sort that out right now, but... Uh, Again, we're going to be really focusing on where we see the direction of the hobby going. Is it going all digital? Uh, is that going to have a play in it? So we're working on some of that stuff. And then we've got some great stuff going on. So uh, we're going to do some kid giveaways. So I said this, we started this last year uh, with one of our partners, Hit Parade. Um, so they give us some great boxes. Some of the other vendors give us some great giveaways. So we bring kids on, on stage. Uh, let them open something, really create a, a memory for them. 
And then we have the eBay kids break afterwards where eBay opens a full case of series one and gives it all away to the kids. So it's really awesome. Uh, and then we got the hobby content creators panel. So this is, this is the one that Jeremy will be on. So, uh, we got Ty from chasing cardboard, Jeff from sports card investor, Jeremy Lee from sports card live and Aaron from, uh, from slap socks. And again, I will be the moderator of this panel. Uh, actually I'll be sending over my questions to Jeremy next week for review and, uh, and, and notes. But uh, yeah, really excited about this. All of these content creators I watch and consume. Uh, I'm often, that's that's my channel, right? Like I, I often don't watch TV anymore. I find a lot of my time spent on the YouTube platform watching things of direct interest for me. So I'm really stoked about this. And I see Amit's got a big smile on his face. What's up, Amit? I've never seen you quite gush like a fanboy before. It's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm super, I'm super gushy. Like these are all, because again, these, these, this is what I watch. This is, this is my entertainment. So it's really nice to see. Uh, it's great to have them all in one building and, uh, and to talk about what it takes to be a content creator. Because as I said, there's a ton of budding content creators out there who are looking for tips and tricks to really find their audience, find their platform that works best for them. Um, I should actually have one more. Uh, there's there's an, another panel that we've got, which is just hockey centric. And we've got Puck Junk, Hockey Gong Show, uh, Coach Co Collectibles, and the greatest collector of Gretzky's uh, products anywhere from Fort McMurray. He actually has an awesome Gretzky tattoo on his back too. So on shock. Yes, John. Yeah. So yeah. I, again, I love how Jeremy, even with me just saying that, the Gretzky of Gretzky collectors, immediately Jeremy knew it was is Sean. So well, again, he, Sean's Sean's pretty well known uh, among yeah. collectors, and uh, yeah. he's got the he's got the big Gretzky. He's, he's committed. He's committed. Oh, he's, he's committed for sure. He is. He is. He's committed yeah. definitely. He's, well, the story of the the fire in Fort McMurray when he's like, I first packed up all of my best stuff, and then I got my kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you want to if you want to hear that story in detail, I did have Sean on episode ninety nine of Sports that. Cards yeah. Live to tie yeah. into Wayne Gretzky's number, yeah. and he told the story about the fire and how he uh, what he did to rescue as many of his collectibles as he as he could so check that out that, that's awesome to hear mm -hmm. is there any more panels yeah um but yeah. also the cast panels too right I, I was just gonna say so and we have the q a as well so we've got q a's with kirk mclean on friday a q a with the legion of doom line on saturday q a with mike Bedano on saturday q a with the 72 summit series players on saturday as well q &A, q a with slap shot on friday as yeah well. q a slap with shot cast yeah, I actually, I don't know why that's not in my list right now. But it's a Q&A with the Slapshot cast as well. And beer uh, will and be served. Yeah. And yeah. This, yeah, awesome. And then uh, we also have a Q&A with Patrick Roach on Sunday and a Q&A with Daryl Sittler as well on Sunday. I bought this card specifically to get signed by Daryl Sittler, uh, which I found myself doing more and more because uh, that's what I needed is another excuse to buy more cards. Yeah, 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 for sure. Amit, you just heard all that. What uh, if you were to advise attendees that are coming? Uh, what would you do? Would you send them to all these things? Would you? What's your? What was your favorite? What What did you take away from all that? Well, the thing is, being having been the fan expo, 
I, I and and enjoyed that experience, I would say I would combine your 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 experience with your autograph guest. So, for example, go to an autograph guest that you really want, then go to your panel you really want. You get to explore mm-hmm. both worlds, right? Yeah. And in some cases, there is actually a tie that binds both, which typically is the the, the rationale behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't give up a chance to actually go hear some of these guys speak. It's actually phenomenal. You get to, I don't know, for some of those you haven't heard. I know he's not one of your guests, but if you have someone like, uh, for example, Tony S. Plus, not Tony S. Phil Esposito speak, that guy has stories from. Seven <laughs> he's great. He, he's such a great speaker. Bobby Hull yeah. is another good one. He is yeah, go listen to these yeah. guys speak because yeah. you won't get a chance. It's not stuff you hear on interviews. This is off. Like this is straight out of their mouth. It's awesome. And the great thing about that panel, um, like on the seventy-two panel, Ken Reed uh, will be moderating yeah. that one. So, oh, yeah. Oh, Ken Reed. Yeah. yeah, Ken Reed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now it's going to cost me three signed hockey pucks, but. It's an investment, I think, is is well made. So, and I was just gonna say, they are really unfiltered up there. Like we had Bobby and Dennis Hall uh, talking Mm. about their time playing together and some of their stories, and it's totally different than any TV interview you'll ever hear. Well, yeah. Ken Reed's a great uh, anchor on Sportsnet, and he's an author of some hockey card books. He's a collector. Oh, he's yeah. a collector who's still in the '80s, though. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know anything about cards after about 1988. But uh, he he loves his '70s and his '80s hockey cards. That's and for I sure. just wanted to answer a note from Jerry. Uh, you haven't pulled it up yet, but J- Jerry, just so you know, we are going to be streaming all panels out, all content from the stage. So, you know, if you miss it or you can't be there in person for it, you can watch it live on the app, live on YouTube, or watch it after the show is over. We'll have all that content up. Uh, Sport Card Expo has its own YouTube channel, so you can watch not just those, but all of the ones we've been doing in the past. We're curating a lot of content. Like I said, we're really trying to make that this experience a year-round thing, especially now that there's three shows across Canada. Awesome. Um I wanted to, uh, Steve, before we get into some of the new sort of uh, features of the show, mm-hmm. I want to ask you about uh, ticket sales. You talked about ticket sales for the autograph guests. Yeah. You know, you sell tickets in advance. Oh, there, oh, shoot. There was a question earlier. I forgot to bring it up, but it was somebody had asked, what's the difference between oh, the gold? Yeah, uh, I'm going to try and find gold, out. Silver. What's the difference between the gold, silver, and bronze VIP packages? What's the yeah, I one? don't know where. Do you know where the? Uh, it's just Bruce above Bruce. Gross Bros Parody, uh, Paradise. Parody okay, I'll find Parodies. that. Uh, oh, here we are. So this, this, this question. Hi guys, wondering what the difference is between the gold, silver, and bronze VIP packages. Steve, if you could answer that, but then also speak to how are pre-sales going, and and what are you hearing about? Kind of like you know the Burbank show, for example. Uh, the lineup was like some people didn't get in till three o'clock. It was lined mm-hmm. up so and yeah. fire marshals and all that. So speak a bit after the the difference between these VIP packages, just to what you're what you're seeing, what you're expecting for kind of traffic. Sure, yeah, yeah, and and the, again, the, the VIP packages are something that I really took away from my experience with Comic Con, and that's you know, people want a greater experience. People want access is important to people. I mean, literally getting in 15 minutes early is a big deal to a lot of people, and that's one of the key um, benefits of a VIP package is you get in 15 minutes earlier each day uh, than than the general public. And whether that means you're, you're rushing to be first in line for an autograph or you're, you want to go and see what's at this table or you get your cards, whatever it is, uh, that's very, very uh, big value. Um, there are some, uh, UltraPro, who's one of our big supporters, uh, they, obviously they're, they're the title sponsor of the Autograph Pavilion. Uh, they have some, some great items and some promos that they always do that are, that are in the bag. Uh, you get offers from, from Beckett, from JSA that are 
a lot of great hobby swag and, and great hobby value are in the bag. Um, and then the key difference, the key other difference between gold, silver, and bronze is um, there are merch, there are coupons for the merchandise pavilion that are included. So the gold has the has a seventy-five dollar coupon, for example, so that you can spend against an autograph or any of the merch uh, that's there. Uh, so they're all four-day passes that entitle you to the preview night in the three days, and then the the those are the other key differences, just the the dollar uh, value of the uh, of the merchandise coupon. And that's the merchandise that you would then get autographed by the autographed guests. For Correct. So yeah. you, if you wanted to get some pucks or some blank pucks or unsigned photos, you could do that, or you could just put it against, you know, drop this down against my uh, my Curry autograph uh, for my jersey and that sort of thing. So uh, okay. that's what that is. And, and yeah, I mean, on, on the, the tickets, yes, we sell tickets in advance. Um, and again, when I first took over the show in 2016, there, there was no such thing. It was all It was all gate and it was all walk-up traffic. Um, I mean, I, and I started doing that more because I wanted to know who my customers were. I wanted to get information. So it was, you know, by, by doing that, you get people's emails and you can start to understand who customers are, where do they come from, how long are they there, or how many days are they there, that sort of thing. So that's been valuable. It, Pre-COVID, it, it was pushing rope uphill, though. I mean, it was 3 4 5% of sales were, were in advance. Um, first show back from COVID, I wouldn't surprise anybody to say that uh, it was like 25% because everybody was concerned um, that they wouldn't get in. So um, that was the key advantage. And that's hard to, hard to ever recreate that. Um, but uh, uh, so for June and, and now for this show, it's tracking about the same. It looks like it's between 10 and 15% of tickets will probably be in advance. So we're, um, we're a little bit ahead of June numbers in advance tickets. Uh, but there are a lot of micro trends and so on that I see in there. Uh, we also sell something called a fast pass, um, which... Uh, again, some of these things I don't know until I do them and try them, but FastPass is a, basically a front-of-the-line ticket. So normally you'd think, okay, somebody's going to buy a Sundin ticket and then a FastPass because they don't want to wait in line. Well, now guys are, in some cases, um, are buying the FastPass, but then they're waiting to, until they get there to buy the autograph ticket. So just all the little micro things that people buy. But um, as I said, ticket sales are really strong across the board. Uh, Saturday is... And again, this is no different than Comic-Con. It doesn't really change year to year. Saturday is always the biggest selling day. Um, Fridays have been getting busier and busier each day. But uh, mm -hmm. more three-day pass, three and four-day passes percentage-wise than ever before. So, You know, um, I wonder if because, because now we're, we're post-pandemic for the most part, yeah. a lot of people never went back to working in the office. There's a lot of remote yeah. work. With remote work means you can kind of flexible. Yep. Flexible. Let's call it let's call it flexible. I like that. You can be flexible. You can actually go to the card show on Friday. I expect this to be a very busy Friday, probably mm -hmm. the busiest Friday ever that we've seen. Amit, you had something to say, then we're gonna go to a couple yeah. comments, and then back to you, Steve. I wanted mm -hmm. to like typically when we have these expo previews, we talk about it from a customer's point of view. I want to actually ask a question from a dealer's point of view. For example, yeah. Maybe it might be helpful for some of the dealers that don't really read all their emails. When is the move-in day? What is the, the pr uh, priority for that? When do you suggest to do it? What are the recommendations? Just so they hear it, because I know yeah, a lot yeah, of absolutely. And you know, my big, biggest challenge this year is that, um, and you know, this is a bullet that I, I deserve and I'll take, is that I, I'm late with communicating a lot of this key information. But it's been the most difficult show, even though we're going back into Hall 5, it's been the most difficult show to, to uh, plan and, and organize. Um, and it's just gotten so big that I've got to change some of those things. So post show, I'll be I'll be 
you know, cleaning my up my act collectively in that and, and and doing better. But so the 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 move-in procedures will be essentially the same as they were in June. So um, it'll be uh, Wednesday move-in uh, from four four to eight uh, uh, for. Um, Sorry, I'm hesitating because I'm trying to think what I want to cover up. The we no longer have the drive-in moving in like uh, those of you that know it. Drivers uh, deals used to be literally able to drive onto the show floor. That's something we eliminated, uh, and I think it actually works a lot better. But we have a whole crew of, of staff that are there to help you unload and, and move things. So that happens starting Wednesday. A lot of guys because we open up um, so really eight o'clock on on Thursday morning. We'll come and set up just on Thursday. And they've got right up until um, you know, the doors open at, at four o'clock to be ready Thursday. So that's kind of the, the move in. Thursdays are from four to eight. Uh, Friday runs 11 to eight. Uh, again, keeping in mind that VIP is always 15 minutes early. Um, you know, Saturdays, 10 to six. Um, again, we'll probably be doing a little bit of the airport thing where you know, now that Legion of Doom has moved early, we'll have to pull people into line and get them through that. But uh, And then Sunday um, is, is 10 to five. And you not to go back to where we were, but you talk about autograph guests. Sunday is as good as, as Saturday in terms of the lineup. Um, so, you know, we've got Goulet and Hasek, for example, at two o'clock on Saturday. Um, so, uh, and I think uh, Timu is at one o'clock. So, it's a pretty Sunday. powerhouse Sunday. Sunday. Sorry, sorry, Sunday is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, it's important to know uh, all, all that stuff. So, yeah. good, good stuff there. Um, I'm going to do a couple comments here, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Contender Sports says, thank you for everything you guys do for the Canadian card hobby. But that it's true, but I, I like to think we're doing it for the overall hobby. It's not yeah. just for the Canadian. Yeah. Like the mm -hmm. Toronto Expo is really an international type of show. It actually takes place at a, at a, at a venue called the International Centre. So, so it's really an international show, and it's worthy uh, of that, I would say. Jake Tall says, Slapshot's a great movie. Yes, it definitely is. Uh, one of one memorabilia cards from Australia. Yeah, wish you would be there too. Scotty Nobles in the house. Good evening to you. you want to hang me here? Matt Pime says, I really want to thank I'll show you guys my for one doing... one collectible. What, are you on the interview? Yeah. I, I... <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I, I just realized the settings are off. Matt Pime <laughs> says, I really want to thank you guys for doing the virtual expo back in 2020. It was a lot of fun and definitely a unique <laughs> pandemic experience. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, Eric says, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. So Eric will be coming up from the Boston area. So make sure to show him all of your all all your Toronto Maple Leafs cards. Show Eric <laughs> all your Montreal Canadiens cards. He loves the Habs and the Leafs. He loves the Rangers. We can't wait to see you, Eric. That's for darn sure. Steve, let's go back to you. There's a new sort of there's a new feature at the show this this year. Uh, something that you've never done before. Um, the Motorsports Pavilion. Why don't you explain what that's all about? Yeah, there's a, a, a few new things, but that's probably what I'm, um, the, the biggest departure, in fact, the biggest uh, um, attraction physically and uh, you know, from an investment standpoint. Um, but I, I definitely do, I always look at what other opportunities there are and where other uh, things exist. And, you know, it looking at opportunities that, that come up, I mean, you'd have to be living under a rock to not know about uh, you know, obviously the last dance and and drive to survive was not far off that in terms of uh, popularity and and what it did to again it's it's like americans discovering soccer right it's uh <laughs> north americans are discovering f1 um you know so the two biggest sports in the world 
are, are now becoming more commonplace. So um, we had uh, last year a friend of DJ Skis who was there, a governor of, of Darren came, came by the show and, and Darren is, he, he lives and breathes uh, racing, um, motorsports racing. And he goes to literally all the races and he's developed uh, a world-class, you know, one of the two best in the world uh, companies that deals in um, race-worn uh, merchandise. So everything from, you know, brake pads to helmets to race suits. Uh, he's, he knows the drivers you know, firsthand and he knows he goes to all the races. And so we talked about having a, a, a motorsports pavilion uh, there that, that would you know, celebrate some of this. I mean, no, no secret how successful the F1 Chrome uh, product is. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to have an F1, an actual F1 show car there uh, on, on site, Lewis Ham one of Lewis Hamilton's uh, early cars. Um, wow. There'll be an F1, uh, pardon me, a race-worn and signed uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, helmet. So you can literally get your photo taken uh, holding uh, the Hamilton helmet. Beside Wearing the, it? Uh, potentially. You know, if your head isn't too offensive <laughs> to the inside of a helmet, uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> um, so that's super cool. And there's going to be probably 30 to 40 uh, again, race-worn suits, full suits, you know, helmets, um, you know, car parts, you know, everything. So uh, a pretty exciting piece. There's going to be a, a you know, world-class uh, race simulator there where you can drive you know, five laps of the uh, uh, the Monza race course. Um, so all very cool. Uh, again, I'm always, I'm, I'm a student of the hobby and you know, I'm looking for, you know, again, I look at it and I try to understand, not to the level that you guys do, but what is this whole NIL thing in the space and what's it going to mean? And uh, and part of it is just that, all right, maybe I can't afford to get a, a Mario Lemieux or somebody. How can the, um, how can college athletes or um, beginner, no, beginner athletes, not the right word. Amateur. Uh, different athletes come in and, and be, uh, be relevant, especially when they have such big you know, social media following. So I was looking at a couple of uh, U.S. college um Basketball players that are also huge on social, and then uh, in speaking to Darren to tie back in motorsports, he he works with uh, a young lady named Lindsay Brewer, who's a uh, uh, an aspiring. Uh, she she is pro now. She's a pro racer, and she races open wheel, um, and you know she's got over a million followers on social. So it's a she'll be appearing, and uh, you know it's another great activation, um, and it's a, it's another great way to expand the audience. So um, yeah, it'll be a, a really cool experience. I'm quite excited for it. Um, so that's what that's what that is, and that'll be in Hall Four as well. So I think that that alone will be a, a reason to go and, and visit that hall. Very cool. I mean, listen, yeah. you said that you're not. You, you made the comment that you're not uh, a natural hobbyist. I forget how you said it, but you're a student of the hobby, and listen. For anybody who's watching who doesn't know Steve, I just want to I just want to let you guys know a couple of things about him because I gotten I've gotten to know you pretty well, Steve, over the last four or five years, I yeah. guess. And you're at all the events throughout the U.S. You you are you're not you're you're a student of it, but you're immersing yourself into the hobby, and you're also leveraging some great relationships with the three guys on the screen right now with you as well as others, yeah. so that you can deliver to us to the hobby the best experience possible. And I think it's almost a great thing that you come in with a, you came in when you acquired the expo in 15 or 16 with that fresh set of eyes, these fresh ideas, and you're not thinking, you know, it all you're actually, yeah. you are actually seek, you've seeked out some great counsel, some great advice. And like I said, I've seen you at every national going back to probably 20, I don't know, seven, 
I feel like I saw you in, in was it Atlantic City in 2017? Did I see you there? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean that yeah. that's you've already been to five nationals well, maybe four without twenty the, the canceled twenty twenty, but I feel like you've you've been to them all. You do a great job. You're trying new things. Not everything's gonna work, and that's okay. But it's the fact that you really are trying to stay ahead of the curve and um so kudos to you. I think I think you know, Mikey said it before, but I think we you know, Amit and I for sure, all the vendors, the attendees, we do owe you. A thank you for keeping this thing going and for even trying to fill in the void during the, the pandemic with the virtual sport card expo, which I know I had a great time at, but I'll tell you something, nothing, there's no virtual event that it, that comes even close to being what a, what an in-person card show is. And, um, you know, now the card shows are back. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that there's, that there's really no more virtual expos. Well, I don't say that. I'll just say that, um, I don't see a need for them anymore. I love the imp- no. I should. I got to take that back because some people can't get to card shows. If you can't get to a card show, it's a nice thing to be able to go online. But hey, and, and you know what, Jeremy? That's WCC. These these are constant card shows online. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was just gonna say there. There's that, and then we have the app. So the app also has a buy sell function. All the exhibitors will be listed on there. So if you can't make it out. And there's something that you know it's an exhibitor you always go to see and this year you can't make it you can connect with them connect with them on the app you can do some buying selling send each yeah. other messages and make that your jumping off platform especially if you don't know these guys like you know i've gone to this booth three times but i don't know them personally but i know the name of the booth exactly. yeah, i saw a question in, in the comments about uh you know, if I'm not there can i see any of the panels and that's uh you know that's something that actually through through the app they'll be able to uh you know, to see some of that stuff, we'll, we'll record them and, and make them available. So, yeah, there are a lot of good things. And thank you for, for that, uh, Jeremy. I do work hard at it. And uh, the, the one mental note I made, I was scribbling it down. If I might have to clip that part of the video is uh, play for my wife that I, I don't pretend I know it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one suggestion, I don't, suggestion, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. comment, which is the VIPs getting in 15 minutes early. Is there any way to, exp- and listen, you don't have to answer this now, but consider it. Make a half hour might be even a bit more. Uh, valuable or something even even a bit better. I if I was a VIP, I'd be looking for that half hour because it's a big floor. So yeah, um, true. that's something that I think would work. And I know that the vendors like myself uh, would be okay. Well, I'm not going to speak for other vendors, but I know Amit and I would. I think I mean we'd be okay with it. People coming in even an extra 15 minutes, half an hour. I think is a bit, is a bit more substantial. No no real uh, damage done to 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 the vendors. I don't think. Yeah. I want to put that out there. Um, I'm going to go to a couple comments, guys. Amit, I think you want to say something, but I want to do a couple quick comments here. Uh, the first one is uh, Scotty Nobles is going to be coming up on Saturday. Excited to walk the floor again. Excited to see you, Scott. Make sure you stop by and say hi to myself and to meet. And uh, I just realized another hobby celebrity, an influencer, will be coming to the show. <laughs> he is known as the mayor, the mayor. of Canada. Yep. Rich Barone will be yeah. at the expo. You will find him. I'm not sure what booth he's at, but just listen for the, <laughs> the deep for baritone, the obnoxious yeah. but lovable <laughs> Long New Island Yorker accent in the Islanders jersey. He'll be in the Islanders jersey. He'll be there. He'll be there every day in a different Islanders jersey. He's getting ready for his 12-hour ride. The mayor will be in the house. Richie Barone, the mayor of Canada, will be in there. We love. Oh, he's at booth three twenty-five. That's right, close to us oh. and me because we're. Three. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll have to get a Jack and Coke ready. 
Well, we'll, we'll be able to hear him. If nothing else, we'll be able to hear him the whole time. We'll know where he is. We'll be able to hear yeah. him, right? Yeah, that's true. So when I said earlier that you want to be nice to everyone that comes to your table, and we were giving advice to card show promote. You want your vendors to be nice. You want them to to say hello to everybody that comes by. Richie Barone doesn't. He is exempted from that rule. He does not have to be nice to anybody. Make sure he goes to Rich Barone at booth three twenty five. Uh, I want to say hello to my good friend Joe Perot. Says best of luck. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for joining the show this evening. He says I'm a very quiet person. No, no, he isn't. Uh, and Jim Francis says, well said. Most vendors don't know the research and work Steve puts in to grow the show, which benefits everyone. Yeah, Jim can uh, Jim can kind of validate that. Uh, it's important. I think I think you know Steve thanks everybody a lot. He thanks the vendors. He thanks the customers. He thanks Mikey. He thanks all the staff. I don't know. Maybe it's a thankless job, Steve. I don't know, but I think uh, I'm glad that we could give you some uh, a little bit of love back here because um, we're we're happy. You're, I know that I'm happy. I know it meets. I know most vendors I talk to think you do a great job. So um, yeah, thank, thank you. you for that. All right, Amit, did you have something to jump in with? Yeah, I wanted to say uh, in terms of evolution of the show. I remember the early phone calls, Steve. You and I used to have at the beginning when you were just getting in and learning. And it's funny near the end of like not the end, but now it's like you're talking like a seasoned pro so i I appreciate that and it makes me chuckle sometimes right you use some uh hobby hobby terms that you just throw around like (laughs) candy it's kind of funny um i do want to thank you for all the hard work you do do even though stuff people like me do give you a hard time but you are hustling you are learning and you're evolving so i can't wait for this show to go to two three four halls (laughs) the whole facility that'd be great well, well that, 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 that's a big show. At that point, we got we got to find somewhere bigger. I don't know. I mean, we've been yeah. the national is the national. A lot of people wonder why the national can't go to all these different places. There aren't enough. There aren't big enough convention centers in most states to house yes. the national. Mm-hmm. I wonder is the yeah, listen. We don't have to get into it, but I mean, who knows what would happen? Where we'd have to go? Yeah. If this it's thing a consideration, is- absolutely. Yeah, you're going to be creating the pseudo show like at the anti expo. There'll be the pseudo <laughs> show, the pseudo <laughs> the quasi expo. Yeah. Well, here we go. We have a new here. David G says, Excited to visit the expo for the first time Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, David, yeah, we're excited. I mean, I'm excited to meet you. Make sure you come by, say, introduce yourself, say hello to me, say hello to a meet, all the other vendors. Excited. I mean, anyone who's there for the first time, I want to meet you. I want to say hello uh, because I just Love, I love the show. I love the hobby. I love finding out how people, what, what are you there to do? What are you looking for? What did you mm-hmm. buy? Yeah. What are you excited about? You know, I want to have those conversations. So that's all pretty exciting. Steve, is there anything you can tell us about the vendor mix? So no, I'm not talking about the special uh, activation yeah. or the graders or the autographs. I'm talking about the vendors, the guys who are set up with their showcases. You know, we, we're going to have people from the States. We're going to have anyone coming from, international like outside north america and how many do you know how many what percent of new vendors that we've never seen before will be coming because to me that's really exciting as far as new meeting new people and seeing new inventory yeah and i think you're going to be really uh, really blown away by, by that and i i've been so, so busy i haven't really gone into the kind of the deep dive into, into the, the stats and so on on this, but you know there are a couple of things anecdotally speaking that are pretty significant. Um, you know, we're, we're up, uh, gosh, pre-COVID, we're up fifty percent in terms of number of dealers and number of booths. Um, so we're we're also for, so for this show we're over um, three hundred and fifty dealers in, in over six hundred booths. Um, 
it, there were still between 30 and 40 dealers on the wait list that I, I couldn't accommodate for this show. Um, and, and not necessarily that I, I want to have everybody in. I mean, there are, I think there are one of the things that you often see in a, in a well, it was a, a certain bull market is, uh, is new people that have been collectors or dealers and, and often then, you know, that, that goes back and forth. Um, so there are a lot of, and there's at least three guys that I can think of that have four or more booths that are first time, um, dealers. So, and some of the, you know, the, the pictures of collections that I've seen, like, uh, I'm getting more and more people, um, selling me on letting them into the show. So whether that be showing me their collection, offering me cash, <laughs> you know, over like paying list price plus, you know, and, and not in a bad way, but just, they really want to be in and be in there. So a lot of great new product, a lot of great new dealers, um, and no international dealers this time, quite a few you know, Americans that are coming back. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think that that Thursday night and the, even the, the setup day, there's going to be a ton of, uh, um, you know, dealers walking around looking at other guys setting up. So, oh, yeah. It'll be, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, steps and exercise for everybody. Awesome. Well, that's I, I love that stat that you're like 50% higher than pre-pandemic uh, as far as vendors goes. And, mm -hmm. and the fact that you've got people trying to like almost bribe you to let them into the show by paying more than list price, like that's ex that, that to me speaks to the health of the hobby. Uh -huh. There are yeah. a lot of people yeah. that want to be in that room because, I mean, listen, I there's no better room to be in in the whole hobby in for, for me, at least, I mean, obviously, I love my hockey. I collect everything. I love the national, but the expo has its own feel, its own personality. It's it's yeah. it's like it's it's just an awesome show to be at, and uh, I can't. I, I definitely can't wait for it. Soccer yeah. ball master says, "Don't forget to stop by and see the cash man." I think that's that must be Frank, who will be set up with our good buddy Andy Greenham at Forest City. Rich Barone, 319. I'm not sure what that's in relation okay. to. Maybe vendors. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks for those comments, guys. Um, all right. I'm just looking. I, I'm looking at my kind of list of topics. We hit on everything. The one thing I do want to talk about, uh, uh, Amit, did you have something to say? No, no, no. Please go okay. ahead. Okay. So I want to know this, Steve. What's coming up next? We got Expo <laughs> is next week. Next thing you know, it's going to be over. And I'm gonna stop. be, I'm gonna stop. be starting the countdown to the next expo. Stop, so, stop, stop. What what can you tell us now? You, you you for the first time you organized the expo in Edmonton. It was last yeah. April, I believe. I was yeah. there. I had a great time. I loved it. What's next? When is the next Edmonton show? When is the next Toronto show? Okay, so Edmonton. Um, basically, I, I wasn't able to get uh, the, the venue in April. So. Uh, and then just you know, the number of dates and so on. It, it's, this is one of the challenges of, of picking uh, shows and getting them in the right spot. I, I, my preference would be to have a show own a spot on the calendar all the time. So Edmonton is going to be later than it was because uh, my only options were um, Mother's Day, uh, Victoria Day weekend, or the weekend that we've got, which is June 10th and 11th. So uh, I think the Oilers will still be... Uh, will be in the hunt at that point in time, maybe with your flames. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's, that's when Edmonton will be. Um, and again, yeah, that, I was very, very, very happy with that show and got great, great feedback. Uh, a lot of interest in, in uh, redoing that one. So that's a no brainer in, in my, in my mind. Uh, but similarly now the, the big challenge, and I still don't have this sorted for, uh, for next week is what I'm going to be doing about rebooking because I'm still, 
I have one of two dates. So it's either going to be the last weekend of April or it's going to be the first weekend of May. Um, and I still don't know what the what the hall configuration is going to be. I mean, that's just that's just the truth. So between now and next week, I'll I'll have that uh, have that sorted. But it'll be one of those two weekends. Well, I, mean, I got the last weekend of April is actually a holiday. My my birthday falls on the Friday that month so i don't think that's going to work for anybody but, oh, okay. but the, the first weekend of I'm, I'm kidding both both weekends work just just fine for me that's for sure uh, where would i rather be on my birthday than at the expo i mean exactly. come on right exactly it's probably i would just nowhere, do both so, weekends probably nowhere i'd rather be Bo but both uh, weekends is that what you said you would probably sell them out I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> actually i put my money yeah. where i melted i bet you uh on uh, a side bet you'd probably fill out both <laughs> Why don't you come this put really put your money where your mouth is and come exhibit? I'll, I'll sign up for show. both. There you go. I'll be there for both. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, for me. We got we got to get some of these East Coasters out west to Edmonton for the Edmonton show, which yeah. it was it was an awesome show. So yeah, um, I want to. Rich Barone lets us know that uh, him and a few of his buddies, especially uh, Frankie Stain, who's a longtime uh, uh, Expo vendor and just a great hobbyist says that we'll be doing another fundraiser for leukemia this year. So keep your, your eyes open for that. These guys always try to uh, raise money for a good cause at the show. Kind of just a, it's a it's a, an informal sort of thing, but they always uh, do a nice job uh, with that. So important to always yeah. be. There's some good humans in this space. And, uh, you know, Kerry Goulet, who's bringing in the Castle Slapshot, you know, um, he's supporting his uh, Stop Concussions charity and so on. And um, Brian Lewis of Autograph Authentics, Helps me out. I personally support a charity in Toronto called Variety Village, and uh, so they provide some support to that. So, yeah, uh, you know, for the most part, we're a passionate crowd, and I often comment that that can cut both ways. But uh, you know, it's pretty good room of uh, it, pretty big room of good people for the most part. It, it does cut both ways. Just go on Instagram or Twitter for half yeah. an hour, and you'll, you'll see the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, oh, of, yeah. the, of the hobby. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, great. So I'm going to put up on the ticker the Toronto Sport Card Expo. It's next week, and November 10th is the Thursday till November 13th, the Sunday. The website is on the ticker right now, sportcardexpo.com. If you'd like to follow the four people you see on the screen right now, they're on Instagram. There are, oh, I have Andy Friedman on there still. I was like, where did Andy come from? Oh, that's the wrong one. This one here. He's coming on Saturday. I have that one preloaded for Saturday. Here you go. You got myself, you got Mikey, you got Amit, and you got Steve, who who is the Sport Card Expo account. So check those all out. Um, listen, I sound like I'm wrapping this up. We don't need to, but we're. I we're, did want to jump in just before you do wrap up. One more thing: we do do a high end eBay auction around the show. This will be the third time that we're doing it. Um, so that will launch on Sunday at between eight to ten p.m. and end the Sunday of the show from eight to ten p.m. We have some really cool stuff from. Um, really high-end Gretzky's, as high as a, a BBG9. Uh, we've got, uh, like, a really cool Killian Mbappe to 25 rookie card um, and, and some awesome collectible stuff as well. So come check it out. Uh, it's probably about $400,000 worth of items that are going on for auction. Um, <clears throat> we only do this twice a year, so if you're really looking to, to get some cool stuff, it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to shop. And so, so these items that you're talking about, Mikey, these are going to be listed on, I believe, the Sports Card Expo eBay account. <laughs> it is right now. It has a it has a low feedback uh, count, 
but it's still very trustworthy. These guys are the ones behind it being Steve and Mikey. I, I sold a card on it last time and was very happy with the result. So I, uh, you know, check it out. And then all the cards that you take in for this are going to be on display. I believe at the eBay booth during the expo so that people can see what they're actually bidding on, which is something you don't really get to do on eBay. A lot of the time is see what you're bidding on. So there's a, there's an option or, or that, that, all, that option is there to see exactly what it is you might be bidding on. And this is because, uh, is eBay the title sponsor for the show, Steve? They, yep. Yep. They have been for, for years now and they're a great group to work with. And that's just one of the ways that we're kind of expanding our, our engagement with them. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Good initiative right there. Players Choice uh, in the house says, looking forward to seeing y'all next week. Players Choice is uh, one of my favorite shops out of Kelowna, BC. I think they have what, like 35, 40% of the show floor booths this time? I, I thought they were based in Vegas, aren't they? <laughs> I think I think they I think Jason likes Vegas, but uh, always good to see uh, to see the the Players Choice crew That's at uh, at Expo and other shows as well. So um, Amit, anything uh, you're on mute to remind you, but anything you'd like to add? We're at, we're at an hour forty four, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. But anything you'd like to add before we go? Anything you want to uh, maybe you want to talk about what kind of merchandise you'll have at your booth? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I actually took a, a bit of a break, so now I'm going to be showing some cards. Well, I just, I'll stop talking. I'll show some cards. So, just um, a couple. Just a couple. I have some price. I can Adam Fox, PSA 9, Young Guns. Wow, that's oh, terrible. Nice. There we go. Actually, Amit, let's Nicely not go, priced. Nicely let, priced. Let's, just, yeah. let's just talk about the, the type of stuff you're going to have. I want to wrap up. So, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'll just hold it here. I'll have this kind of stuff. I'll have hockey cards, all nice little patches. Um, non-sport, um, of course, all sports and a lot of entertainment stuff. So please come on by and bug me and Jeremy and buy our stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm going to be there with uh, my, my usual display. Should have about six showcases and some, some overflow filled up. I'm going to have uh, tons of game use, tons of beautiful patch cards, premier, meg, premier prime colors, mega patches, a ton of uh, uh, SP game use supreme patches and that kind of thing. No dead cuts, Richie. I don't have any dead cuts. Rich always wants to know about dead cuts. I'm going to have a, hopefully about a showcase uh, filled with graded cards, cards graded by tag, technical authentication and grading. You can come and see the tag slab. If you haven't seen it in person, check it out. Uh, trust me, you're going to love it. And uh, bun graded cards, raw cards, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I can't wait for this for this show. As always, Justin Vick in the house says, good luck with the expo. Everybody sounds like a winner. Rich Barone, hey, boys, I will see you next week. We will see you next week. Richie, drive safe up from Long Island. Eric uh, wants to load up on Bruins cards, boys. I'm on my way. Eric only buys Bruins cards, even though he secretly loves the Habs and the Maple Leafs. Um, all right. Any final words from you, Mikey? Uh, just excited to be back at the expo, show off a couple cards since you guys got to. These are some of the cards that will be up for auction. Gibson rookie, Gretzky rookie, and a really cool Zion rookie. Uh, and I've been collecting like crazy. I, the price drop for me has been friendly since I found I'm more of a collector than a seller. So any kind of deals I get is great. Um, and, and super stoked to, to be at it again. Awesome. Uh, Amit, you went. Steve, final comments. You know what? It's just it, it, this is a punishing uh, a couple of weeks for me, but <laughs> it's it's so worth it, and especially when I hear all the great feedback from you guys. And um, you know, it's like I say to my son all the time: like 
it goes fast, man. So you know, the four days will be over before you know it. So enjoy every minute of it. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited. Got a lot of work to do still, but uh, uh, look forward to hosting everybody. Let's, uh, let's have a great time. It does go by fast, you guys. You, you know, Amit, we, we get there at the beginning of the day on Thursday, and we know we have four days of show ahead of us. Next thing you know, it's 3 p.m. Friday, and we're like, oh, my God, it's over. It, it, it's almost over. Please, slow. I wish time would slow down. So, I do agree. Yeah. Um, I also think from now on we won't mention the end of the show until the end of the show, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys. Uh, Richie Barone, Thursday night, everybody. Thursday, the Jack Astors. You can you can Google it, but I'll be putting up on my Instagram where that is. Thursday night. Go ahead, Mikey. One more note: we have an official uh, we have official trade night happening Saturday night, almost right at the conclusion of the event, sponsored by Mint Inc. Uh, it'll be taking place in the Aviation Rooms, which is just across from Hall Five. You can't miss it. Come on down. It's really a, a trade night mixed with an after party, DJ, things like that. So it, it'll be a really good time. And there's also a trade night I've seen uh, on Friday night. I think Relics is Don't doing know about well. that one. <laughs> Don't <laughs> you know, know about any non-official trade night. That's the, one of the things that I was saying in terms of the growth of the show and the, the health of, of the show is that there are more and more activations that are happening around, which is exciting. I mean, there are a couple other quick things I'll just uh, I'll, I'll wait on this. Yeah, Classic Auctions is doing putting together an actual sports museum mm-hmm. um, along the lines of what Heritage does at the, at the National. Uh, so that'll be there. We have a, a table hockey tournament that's going to be happening. Um, so that'll be, that'll be pretty anyone? cool. What's that? Open yeah, there's, there's open play. And then, and then there's actually some of the, you know, the top uh, table hockey champions really? of, uh, of wow. the world there. Yeah, that are going to be there playing. Interesting. We, we've, Almost got, we've got like five or six different artists and, and crafts, like hobby crafts uh, booths there. So we almost have an artist alley. So you know, some super exciting other things. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be good fun. All right. Yeah. Uh, Choose wisely. All right. Well, I think we're good to wrap this up, everybody. So uh, yeah, we're getting Let's the nods. All right. Well, thank you to uh, the panel, Steve Menzi, the uh, owner of the expo. Uh, we got Mikey here, who's uh, basically his grunt. Basically, the board. chief, chief <laughs> of staff, chief of uh, staff. the guy who yes. makes the expo just kind of flow. We got my pal Amit Acharya, who will be set up beside me as usual, uh, and myself. Amit, what's our booth numbers again? Sorry, seven. I think it's seven thirty, seven thirty-one. Yep, seven thirty, seven thirty-one. Come by <laughs> and see us. Richie Barone will be at three nineteen, and uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Um, I can't wait. It's ex- it's expo is, a- is upon us. Thank you, Mike Double V. Look forward to seeing you. Make sure if we don't know each other already, make make sure to introduce yourself. And that goes for everybody watching. Look forward to meeting everybody that uh, that we don't already know. I don't. Know, I think that's it. Let's end this. Yeah. Yeah. Get some rest. See you next week. Only All twenty right, minutes over. All right, boys. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you all at the expo. You bet. Thanks. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.